Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Hello there, Scoob Believer. Hey, if you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen trying to figure out my analytics for all of my social medias and trying to figure out where I can put any and all my energies to get as much reach as I can. Well, I think I've finally found the solution. Elementary analytics. That's right. Elementary analytics. Now at a single press of a button, I can see all my social media analytics from Google to Twitter to Facebook, all my important information all on one screen, all on one screen. Can you believe it? And if you really needed to, you could print charts for any possible meetings you might have. If you want to learn more about this amazing program, go to tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial with no credit card needed. That's tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial. Try it right now and see what it can do for you. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 28, The Great. Yep, that's still pretty dumb. Welcome to the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoobalievers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Salutations, Scoobalievers! Welcome to the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, and you're with me, DJ Scoob. <laughs> Coming at you on whatever device you happen to be listening on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta tell you, this is definitely going to be an interesting episode. I'm going to call this the junior episode. That's right. I have uh, an entrepreneur here that is probably one of the most amazing people I've ever talked to. Some fantastic information in the NFT realm, which is something I have yet to even think about diving into yet. But he has a lot of great information. He's very articulate and has a clear view of his authentic self. And here's the kicker, ladies and gentlemen. He's 15 years old. That's right. He's only 15. I met this gentleman in Twitter spaces and some entrepreneur Twitter spaces, and I just had to have him on the show. And he said yes, and I'm really excited to have him here. So let's talk to KJ. Salutations, Scoop Believers, and we are again here with our next great entrepreneur. We're here with KJ. Hey, KJ, how you doing? Hello, Jesse. I'm doing pretty well. How are you? 
I am fantastic. Thank you so much for being Undiscovered Entrepreneur. I got to tell you, this is really amazing for me because you got to just tell us right up front. How old are you, KJ? I'm 15 years old. 15 years old and an entrepreneur. That's just absolutely fantastic. Be only 15. That's amazing. So what I'd like you to do, if you could, is just tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've actually been in your entrepreneur adventure, and what actually made you get started. Sure. So um, I'm I'm 15, as I said earlier. Um, I've been in this NFT business for about, like, say, eight to nine-ish months. Um, I started January, so I could say, like, yeah, pretty much eight to nine-ish months. But uh, my parents were always investing in me and finding new ways to, you know, have me do something that I love for the future. That's something that they always wanted for their children is for them to, you know, have their children do something that is worth their while. So I got put in a bunch of different programs like piano. Um, it didn't really stick with me. I had some stuff like basketball, which was pretty fun. But, you know, I couldn't see myself doing it from a professional standpoint as of right now because I do have to level up my skill. Um, But, you know, there were two things that actually did stick with me, which was coding and art. Um, So what they did, they found new ways to, um, well, enhance my coding, like, you know, knowledge. Um, Coding was something that was mandated in the state of Massachusetts for schools. So I automatically, you know, had that put into my curriculum and it's something that I truly enjoyed which is why um in freshman year um I had so much fun in it I tried to go to honors computer science which I think was pretty nice but I ended up transferring to a trade school instead so yeah I did take some classes on how to code and do stuff like that and on my own time I did end up learning solidity which is how I ended up coding my smart contracts um speaking of art that is something that um, I was self-taught. You know, me personally, I never like taking art classes because I feel like it limits me on what to do. Like I go on YouTube whenever I have to search up um, new techniques for like shading and stuff like that. But I don't like being told what to do when it comes to my art. I want to let my imagination run wild. That's why I, you know, pretty much do it on my own, you know, hands. And um, it was at the age of 11 that I actually started taking art seriously. But way before that, I you know, I was just doodling. I never took it seriously. So it was at the age of 11 where I got my first sketchbook and it was something that I really enjoyed doing. And I would just draw my free time. Fast forward, I think a couple years. And um, it's last year that I found out about NFTs. I thought it was kind of like a joke. Like, why would somebody be paying so much money for your art? But then I saw um, this awesome 13-year-old artist and she her name is Nyla Collection. She's actually an inspiration to me. Um, she ended up making, you know, millions of dollars from her art, which I thought was pretty inspirational and cool. I really wanted to start it, but I didn't have the necessary equipment to do it yet. So, um, you know, fast forward Christmas time, I get an iPad and an Apple Pencil and I start doing it myself. I do some research on, you know, how to upload your first NFT. And it was something that was pretty fine with me because, you know, I'm like this big tech geek type of guy. Like everybody comes to me when it comes to like, you know, what phone should I get? What tablet is best? And that, that's something that my family members asked me a lot. So it was, you know, pretty easy to suppress, create, and just list my own stuff. Um, it was a rocky journey, though. Wow, what a story. That's amazing. Uh, the first thing I'd like to touch on is, and this is probably the most important thing, having supportive parents. Your parents saw that you had a skill. They saw that they could help you along with your entrepreneurial adventure by giving you the knowledge and the capability 
to move on with your entrepreneur adventure. And um, it's so great to have the supportive parents to be able to kind of move on with what you want to do. Uh, I know a lot of parents out there will want to suppress what their kids are doing because they want to conform them and they want them to be a certain way and go into society a specific way. But having the parents that will support you in what you're doing, in your art, in your coding, and your NFTs, uh, that's so great. Uh, the other thing, too, is I I learned how to podcast by YouTube. So I'm with you on that one for sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. I never went I never went to school to learn how to podcast or how to do any of the technical stuff. I just found it on YouTube. It's almost gotten to the point where I even had a gentleman on my episode three said that school probably isn't as important as it used to be anymore because it really doesn't teach us the life skills that are now current. You know, so I'm not counting, you know, I'm not counting out school. School is very important, but there's a lot of things that school doesn't teach us. We learn on our own. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, KJ. All right. So my next question is, and you kind of said, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what actually made you start your NFT business? I know you had, uh, you have the art and you got the equipment, but I mean, really, what was the catalyst that got things started for you? So, um, you know, we were talking some things out. Um, I, as I said, I had my sketchbook. One thing that I always draw a lot was my robots, which were based on Five Nights at Freddy's animatronics. Like, um, anything that I draw, it's always, it, it's super good game, by the way. Uh, anything I draw is always original. Like, I never would, draw something that already exists i would always use my imagination like yeah i would pull up a screen for a reference but i wouldn't draw a character that's already there because it just felt weird to me i also draw cars too like all those cars that i draw they they don't exist and i made this decision um since i was a child to go to mit so that would do uh my car company career like i could make my own car company because none of the cars that i have technically exist yet and i'm trying to for um automotive tech for my trade school so that way i could get into that program so i could actually know the interior of the car like you know what actually matters inside so by me not creating anything i mean by me creating something that didn't exist uh, my parents were like you do those robots a lot and as you said they're not pretty much based on anything that's already there except for like the concept um why not just make an nft with that my parents and me we were new to this stuff like it you know it was kind of new we didn't know what we were doing at the moment so we did ended up you know just posting it and finding a way to just like you know make yourself pop out there um usually a lot of people what they do they make a a following first they gather community first but we went the other route we just created and make a community after which you know it we we were new we didn't have any knowledge on what to do with this but that that's pretty much how I got started on my first collection that's amazing. Yeah. Inspiration is a lot different than copying. I mean, you get inspiration from things. I get a lot of inspiration from other podcasters uh, in doing what I'm doing, but I'm not doing exactly what they're doing. I put my own mix into it. And it sounds like you did the same thing with the Five Nights. And I'm a Five Nights at Freddy fan, just so you know, me and my son love playing. Throw that out there. I can't wait for the. Well, it's not really the next one. It's the DLC that's coming out for Security Breach. It's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, my son's definitely looking forward to that as well, too. But you take the inspiration of those characters and kind of put your own mishmash in it and make it your own. And that's what inspiration is about. You're taking something and making it your own. So that's fantastic. Uh, community is huge. I did the same thing as you when it comes to community. So we're kind of on the same path as far as that goes. I made the podcast first and then building around the podcast 
Or you're right, a lot of other people will do it the other way around. I haven't figured out how they do it the other way around, which is probably why I did it this way. But having a community around you is fantastic and important to have. That way you have people to talk to, people to inspire you, and uh, people to learn from. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. All right. So you're, you're, you're 15 years old, and I can't believe I'm going to be asking this question. So what are some of the pitfalls and problems you've had getting started in the NFT world? Can you explain that to me a little bit? Definitely can. So um, one thing I talk about um, only online, pretty much, I don't talk about this in my personal life, but I have ulcerative colitis. And that's like an environmental disease kind of. So like it's inflammation of the colon, but it's not just what you eat that affects you. It's like stress, um, whatever environment you're in. Sometimes it could even be the air quality, like a bunch of stuff plays into that. And I'm sure with NFTs, it does affect your stress in some type of way. Um, me being a kid, you know, sometimes I like I'm going to be completely honest. I try to be as patient as possible. But with that kid mentality that I have, you know, you just want things to happen quick. And I get stressed when I see, like, you know, stuff is not signed. Um, but, you know, the way that I rewout, uh, rerouted myself to actually, you know, not stress too much over that is that I teach myself that connections are way more important than sales. And with that, I was able to not only calm myself down, but be able to develop really meaningful connections with some awesome people. But that isn't the only problem, you know, stress isn't the only problem. Of course, I have school that I recently just started. I'm a sophomore now. So as you can imagine, it's not just ABCs and two plus two and stuff like that. So I try to get my, well, well, one thing I did, I would usually finish my homework at lunch or, you know, whatever break time that they had. Um, so that way, when, as soon as I come home, I would just be able to, you know, go into like work mode, like go right into business pretty much. I would hop on Twitter spaces and do all that stuff. So that that is one of them. Another thing that happened to me was that I actually got hacked. My MetaMask got hacked oh. because of somebody pretending, you know, there's a lot of impersonators out there. Somebody was pretending to be, um, you know, a big company. And it's not like the typical, oh, press this link and get your free mint. No, it was actually, they, they target artists. And what they do is they say that they want to do a collab with you. And um, I do 2D work. I do 3D work. And with 3D work, if you ever want to do a collab with somebody, you actually have to send them over the file. So I didn't think much of it. And they gave me like this too good to be true story. And they sent me the files. So that way I could edit it. And next thing I knew, I got hacked. And it took me a long time. Um, my first collection um, did have 7.8 ETH traded on that like that's what it displayed but since i got hacked and all the money would be going to the hacker i had to go and create another collection of that first collection um i did a lot of reworking on the previous collection that said this is a hacked account wait for me too um but you know it showed up as like zero sales made and zero ETH traded it just looked like i was giving a bunch of my stuff away which as you can imagine would kind of take away a lot of opportunities from me um, right now I have two East traded, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm really excited, uh, and happy that people kept sticking with me and I, I love my community so much. I love my supporters and, you know, I, I don't really call them supporters that much. I would more refer them as my friends because I do develop connections as I was saying earlier. And I try to talk to them and get to know them a little bit more. Wow. What a wealth of information. That is amazing. You went through so much and in, in just a short amount of time of, of you know, of your life. That's fantastic. 
Um, making connections and networking uh, to other people, once again, is a, a fantastic and very important. Have you heard, I, I know you're young, but you might have heard this already of uh, your zone of genius. Have you heard of that at all? I don't think I have, no. Okay, so there's a book called The Big Leap, and I'm a very big advocate of this book because it changed my life. And it talks about how you work in your own zone of genius and how you find it. Uh, written by Gay Hendricks, and I'm actually doing... It's going to be my episode 25, and I'm doing my first solo on your zone of genius and how to find it. So I would suggest, because you have a zone of genius, I could tell, because as soon as you go, you, what you told me was you come home from school and you get into a zone, or within those words. That zone is your zone of genius. So I would definitely suggest reading that book. It definitely was a life changer for me, and I think you being so young, getting that information at this time of your life would be fantastic. So um, I have that, actually. I'll send a picture of it to you so you know what the book looks like. And you, everybody else, uh, if you want to uh, get that book, I do have it on my website under my resources page. Take a look. I'm sorry you got hacked. I'm sorry you got hacked. Man, it's, it's really rough having to kind of start over again with something like that. But it sounds like you really made it for the better for yourself, even though you got hacked and had that problem. It turned out to be better. Yeah, in a way, it did um, turn out to be better. Uh, better in a way. There's one thing that you know I forgot to tell people is that you know sometimes there are fake a lot of fake promises in this thing. Like I remember when I got hacked, a bunch of people would go on their Twitter, and I get it, it's for engagement. But at a time like that, why lie? A bunch of people were like, "Oh, I'll give this to you. I'll give this to you," and it, it ended up never happening. Um, it was something that was constantly happening, so I just kept my expectations low for everything. But um, yeah, it it ended up being for the better. Now I know how to protect myself from it. And I took all the security measures that I possibly could. And, you know, I could sleep well knowing that I'm not at risk for getting hacked. Well, not at least not a high risk, pretty much. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's still it's still uh, tough to kind of sniff them out and make sure that they're all good. But yeah, at least you have that experience now. You know what to look for. You know what the red flags are for the most part. So that's good. All right. So once again, and you're 15, but um, do you have any influences or people that you look up to or people you idolize? I know you talked about one person. I can't remember their name. What was their name again? Uh, Nyla Hayes from Nyla, Nyla Hayes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So besides Nyla Hayes that you were talking about earlier, do you have anybody you look up to, anybody that keeps you moving forward? So art-wise, I would say um, Scott Cawthon because, you know, he's the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's. That was like the first things that I could say I ever drew. And I moved on to Cars. So um, after I moved on to Cars, like my favorite brand was Lamborghini. So I looked up to Ferruccio Lamborghini because, you know, he, the story of how he came up was pretty, you know, cool and awesome. Like he was dissatisfied with company that he was driving his car. It was a sports car, Ferrari. When he consulted Ferrari, Ferrari pretty much said, um, you're a tractor driver, you know, just focus on tractors. You shouldn't be saying anything. And next thing you know, he created his car company and look where he is now. I mean, he is dead, but he left a big legacy behind, which I think is pretty inspirational. Like if you see something's wrong, you know, fix it, make it better or, you know, make your own. And I, I thought that was pretty awesome. So that's what I could say for car wise and like, you know, my career. And um, for, I would say, inspiration for my, I, I also draw people too, because I have like three collections 
Um, I would say some animation styles from like anime. I would say like the boondocks when it comes to my drawings um, of people is how I pretty much get my style. So for drawing. Yeah, pretty much yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah um boon i've i've watched the boondocks okay so um i think that's the one thing that actually sticks out here in my mind when you you say these things is when somebody says no you still do it anyway you know what i mean it's like you can't do this so you go do it and i think that's that's kind of the inspiration that a lot of us take as entrepreneurs is when somebody says no i'll show you i can do it and then you go do it. So that's <laughs> probably why I've never talked about it in like my school life. Like I live two completely different worlds from at school and at home because nobody knows I'm doing this right now. Um, I just say I travel a lot and uh, I happen to be a motivational speaker because I do travel a lot. My I think my fourth event is going to be in London. So I'm pretty stoked for that. But um, yeah, uh, a lot of people were like, oh, there's there's no use to NFTs. Like, and, you know, it's bad for the environment. But Solana's there. Solana runs our energy. I'm sure that's, you know, more efficient. But oh, it's it's art. You're buying art. You know, it's useless. But you still buy stuff on Roblox. You still pay for money on V-Bucks, right? It's not something that really has too much utility into it. It's not a new concept at all. So I was like, you know what? You'll see. Whenever something happens. You'll know that it's not as useless as you think it is. And yeah. And there you go. <laughs> All right. So you being so young, I, I, I know I keep bringing this up. I'm just so excited that I'm talking to somebody that's just seems so pronounced with themselves and so authentic with themselves. That's such a young egg, age. But when will you know you've made it? When will you think you've gotten to that point where this is exactly where I want to be in my life? What does that look like to you? And that's got to be got to be interesting. Um, really, when I well, this is there's a question with like a lot of answers. You know, when you could lie down and know that you know you're making passive income regularly, like there's just money flowing in. You know, you're, everything that you've invested in is just creating wealth and income for like your legacy. That's how I know that I'll be able to make it. And I haven't yet reached that point yet. Um, there's going to be a long time until you make it. Like you, it, it, you have to find the right connections. You have to find the right people. You, it, it's not just about, Hey, I have a million dollars. Okay. After a million dollars runs out, then what, you know, you have to have that current income just flowing in and flowing in. And that, when that happens, that's when I'll know like, Hey, I've made it. I'm, I'm financially stable. Um, you know, I have enough money to invest in other stuff. I have enough money to give out comfortably without, um, you know, feeling some type of way because I mean, one thing I like to do a lot is I love to give back to the community. Like with one of my projects, I'm giving back to St. Jude's because, you know, I have ulcerative colitis and art was just my escape. So I'm sure many of the kids who are in St. Jude's could probably agree that, art was their escape too. But, you know, the thing is, if you're not creating constant income, then, you know, you know, you could donate $5, $10 and that's it. That's not where I want to stop at. I want to actually give enough money, a percentage of what I'm making. I want it to go away too, to people who actually need it, you know, because, you know, there's a lot that you can do with a million dollars. There's a lot you could do with $10 million. I'm not going to sit here and say that I need, or I can spend over a billion dollars without giving it back. And that's one thing that I think is really nice. Like sitting and thinking that, hey, I did this. I really helped somebody out 
it makes me feel nice. So yeah, that's how I know that I've made it in a way. Being able to give back to the community, being able to give back to the church that you're talking about, or giving back to the research and everything like you were talking about just a minute, being able to reach that point is just fantastic. And you know, you're right. We want to be comfortable as ourselves, as our human selves. And then anything after that, you want to kind of give back to thank the people for supporting you and helping you move along your entrepreneurial adventure. So that's fantastic. That's one thing I said to my family all the time. Cause like my, like I have one of those supportive families out there. Like when I flew out to LA, I live all the way in Massachusetts. As I said earlier, when I went to LA for my presentation in NFT Expoverse at a panel, my aunts came, my uncles came, my cousins came. Like it was just this big, giant fiesta and in one of my supporters who um you know who I can really call my dear friend slash brother actually came as well like I've never met him in person until that event and I felt like that was so amazing so inspirational so you know I've said to my family many times um you know I'm gonna make it up to you I'm gonna like give back to you and they're like they're always like you know no there's no worries you know I did it because I want to see you prosper but in reality I want to give back and I want to make sure that they're set for life too yeah they get you get you that warm fuzzy feeling inside knowing that you've helped out after everything you've put out for yourself now let's give it to other people absolutely all right so and this is going to be a very interesting question for me. But if you met someone that wants to take the same entrepreneur adventure as you in the NFT world and things of that nature, what steps would you have them take? What advice would you give them? So, um, you know, the funny thing about that is I actually do tutor kids. So that that's really funny because I teach them how to, um, you know, do 3D sculpting. And I also teach them um, how to make smart contracts. So that way they could, you know, they don't have to rely on a middleman or a person. So, you know, there's a lot of steps I would tell you to take, but really, I'd say just keep pushing no matter what. I know that seems really vague, so I'm going to give you an explanation as to why you shouldn't keep pushing. Um, I've said this in some spaces. A lot of people um, that can include entrepreneurs or that can include people who gamble either way. A lot of them quit right before they're going to make it. So for the entrepreneurial one, we're going to, go, we're going to focus on that. If you're gambling, you should probably stop right now for the better. But um, for a lot of entrepreneurial people, they quit right before they make it. And it's like, why? Come on. You know, you you could have made it. You have a genius invention in your hand. You have a genius product in your hand and you just stop it. So, it you know, you, you shouldn't stop it. And also, work your craft, practice your craft. I used to be like one of the, like, I used to have really good roller skating skills. And I stopped for a while, two years, three years, never skated again. And as soon as I went right back to it, I just was tumbling all over the place and it was kind of embarrassing. So, you know, never, like never stop doing what you're doing. Like if you have a good product, if you have something that's good, keep pushing it because it will pay off in the future. As I said earlier, it's not just about sales. It's about connections. And number two, practice your craft. There are different ways you can better it. I know my art is not perfect. I know there's definitely ways I could fix my stuff to become better and to become, you know, the better version of me. Um, but you know, one thing I never talk about with connections is the fake promises. I don't want to be pessimistic here, but keep your expectations low. There are people who will make a lot of fake promises. And if you keep stressing over, you know, when is this person going to do this? When is this person going to do that? You're, 
you're just going to get stressed and you're going to end up quitting. So if you keep your expectations low, like, you know, when I see it, I'll believe it. You'll, you'll go far because honestly, relying on yourself is the best thing that you could do. Absolutely. Actions do speak louder than words. People can promise things all they want, but until we actually see what's going to be happening and let's see it actually happen, we're kind of like, okay, well, yeah, that's nice. It's the same thing for for like, for me, I have a certain amount of followers, but not every one of those followers are listeners to my podcast. So it's kind of the same idea there too. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, here's my favorite question, and I kind of stole it from another podcast, so sorry, everybody. <laughs> All right, so what is the one question you wish I would have asked you, but I didn't? I always miss one really good question, and my guest says, oh, I wish he would have asked that question because I had a perfect answer for it. What is that one question? Hmm, I, I have to think about that because I think I did answer a lot of questions. You know, I guess, what are some things that you wish you knew beforehand? and that that kind of ties in with the advice. Um, the things that I wish I knew beforehand, I ended up saying it in advice. You know, don't get your hopes up. Um, keep pushing. Keep continuing. Many times I felt like I just wanted to just plain quit. But um, then I would make a sale. And that kind of ties in back to, you know, don't quit because there could be something meaningful happening. Every time I would get discouraged, right? Something meaningful would happen just to keep me pushing. Like, you know, oh, this is a sign. Just keep pushing. You'll make it some way, somehow. You know, that's kind of how I've lived um, regarding my NFT journey. So, oh yeah, I was. Uh, this is one piece of advice I also forgot to say. You know, not everything's a competition. I see a lot of people in this industry, they compete a lot and they compare a lot. And when you compete and compare with somebody, it brings your happiness down. Like if you focus on yourself and you compete and compare with yourself, you'll not only become a better person, but you'll actually be a lot more positive. This is something that I see in the space a lot. Like people just compete and compare with people. It's kind of degrading, honestly. Like it, it gets annoying sometimes when you see somebody who's always trying to compete or compare with you. Those are some great words. And actually, I've touched on that a couple of times in my last couple of podcasts. Don't compare yourself to somebody else or somebody that's taking that journey is already there. Compare yourself to a week ago. Compare yourself to a month ago. Compare yourself to a year ago if you've done it for a year. That way you can see what progress that you actually have made in your entrepreneur adventure. And it kind of gives you a springboard into the future where you can actually go with what you're doing. Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. All right. So. What I'd like to do with my guests is get a six-month goal. So in the next six months, where do you see you and your company? I definitely see some meaningful connections happening. Um, I, I, I definitely see something like going to happen. And I see myself teaching other kids, you know, a lot with, you know, what I'm doing. You know, one goal I want to have for myself is to actually speak in hospitals. Like, yeah, speaking in public spaces and speaking and schools are pretty great. But, you know, I actually want to give the people in the hospitals um, a great hope too, because I last, like two years ago, I was really close to losing my colon. And my parents saw that I was borderline depressed. Like I wasn't happy. I wasn't eating. I was just there. Like I was just this entity just in the corner of a room. And they didn't really like that. So I know there's a lot of kids out there who are in hospitals, sometimes even by themselves, because their parents are working their butts off trying to 
you know, support the family and like support what's going on with their bills and stuff like that. So that's one thing I want to do. I want to speak in like children's hospitals. Um, so that way I could give them a glimmer of hope in some way. Wow. You know, I actually, um, now that you mention it that way, I'm going to put you in touch with um, a woman named Barbara. And she was, uh, I can't remember what episode she was on right off the top of my head, but she does uh, healing headbands. And what she does is she actually goes to different children's hospitals and teaches them the power of laughter and the healing power of laughter. You might be able to do a collaboration with her and be able to, maybe she can have you like, Put, put you in touch with actual some hospitals that she's already touched base with. And maybe you can do some speaking engagements at some of the hospitals she's already been with. I'll put you in touch with her on Twitter. Please. Yeah, we, we, uh, we'll see if we can get you two together on a collab and maybe uh, something will come out of it. Yeah, I'm sure. I think that's an awesome idea. Thank you. <laughs> For sure. All right, so what I'd like to do with you, KJ, in the next six months, I want to touch base with you again and have another podcast just like we're doing now and to see if you've actually reached those six-month goals. Is that going to be okay with you? Sure. All right. All right, KJ, thank you so much for being on The Undiscovered Entrepreneur. It's been an absolute blast. I, I love what you're doing, and I love what you're going, where you're going, and uh, we're going to talk to you in the next six months, okay? Sounds awesome. See you All in right. the next Boss, probably see you sooner than that, but in terms of- <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So do me a favor, just real quick before we go, if anybody wants to get a hold of you or have any questions for you or wants to check out your artwork, where would they go? This is your time to shine, KJ. Can you tell us uh, how to get a hold of you? Sure, no problem. So to see my art and to see all my socials, um, you can go on Twitter and Instagram and search up K underscore J Robots Co. That's K underscore J R O B O T S C O. Um, the end, you know, through my bio, you'll see my link tree and you'll be able to access all three of my collections there. Um, but I did say something about, um, you know, the collection where I'm actually giving back to animals and children. Um, I didn't mention, I didn't mention the animals part. But if you go on the website, trenchpets.com, so T-R-E-N-C-H-P-E-T-Z.com, you'll be able to admit your trench pet today and um, support kids and animals. And I think that's pretty awesome. So, yeah. All right. KJ, thank you so much for being on the show. We'll see you in six months, okay? See you in six months. All right. Thank you, Scuba Lavers. Thank you for listening all the way through. Stay tuned for the wrap-up, okay? Goodbye, everybody. All right, school believers, that was KJ. It's just amazing to talk to a 15-year-old and be that articulate and so sure of himself about what he's doing and what he's trying to accomplish. I can't believe it. It was just so awesome. I really feel bad that he got hacked. Um, so you it's you really got to kind of look out for things like that. You can't uh, always trust everybody that's out there. You got to be kind of particular about how you talk to people and make sure they're actually authentic with what they're trying to accomplish to help you out. Do your research, um, do the Google searches, whatever, to make sure that they're uh, actually legitimate and being able to help you out without hacking you. Um, But like I said, he's really kind of coming back up again, and he's doing really good for himself. 
And I was really surprised how he said he was going to be doing a uh, a presentation too uh, later on. That was pretty awesome. Uh, he had some great advice about pushing forward. And I think I've talked about it a couple of times where you want to just keep moving forward, even though if you're having a tough time accomplishing things, that might be the one time you actually finish that goal or get over that problem and then you break out right after that. Kind of like if you're digging for gold and if you would have shoveled one more shovel, the gold would have been right there. And that's what I always think about in times like that as I'm going along my entrepreneur adventure. Also, keeping expectations low. Uh, that was very interesting to come from him, but you really kind of can't depend on everybody else and keeping a high and waiting for other people to accomplish something before you can accomplish something for yourself. Um, that's been one of my pet peeves in life is waiting for somebody else to do something before you can accomplish something. I hate waiting for other people. <laughs> so I just kind of do it myself. And that's been serving me okay so far. So, and if anybody wants to get a hold of KJ, I see any of his works of art, any of his NFTs, which I know nothing about. <laughs> Learned a little bit about it, but no, know too much about it. Make sure to look in the show notes for his contact information and uh, see what he has going on there. I think he has some great, great aspects for his future. And I hope he keeps going the way he's going. So I'm going to talk a little bit here about uh, some more five-star reviews that actually came in. I've been getting a lot of these lately, so I'm really excited to be able to share that um, that they're coming in. So I just wanted to take this particular time to thank uh, Health underscore Coach S800C, Meatloaf the Piercer, Viking Dad D20, and uh, Dollar Sign Kitty a World Dollar Sign. <laughs> All great people that gave me five-star reviews about my podcast. Thank you so, so much. I want to make sure I mention your name out here just to give you a, a shout out and a thank you for uh, giving me five stars on my podcast. All right. So I've been wanting to try this a little experiment here and I'm, I need your help doing this. So if you go to my website at uepodcast.net, there's a microphone on there. I want to try to fill in those times between uh, weeks that I'm not podcasting. And I'm only able to do probably only a few minutes at a time. So what I have to do with that few minutes is answer any questions that you might have about your entrepreneur adventure. So if you go to my website, uepodcast.net, and click on that microphone, you can actually send me a voicemail on that microphone and ask me that question. If I come across your question, I would like to use that question on my podcast and just Take a quick couple minutes and seeing what I could do about answering that question. Go to my website, click on the microphone, ask me a question, and there's a good chance I'll feature you on my in-between shows. I guess I haven't really figured out exactly how to call it or what to name it or anything like that, but definitely going to find a way to fill in that gap. Uh, it just seems like I'm losing out a little bit there, and it's kind of space that I can use to help people. So that's what we're going to do. And finally... It looks like my one-year anniversary for my podcast is coming up. So on November 8th, my anniversary is actually November 7th, but <laughs> that's a Monday. So we want to do broadcasting on Tuesday. So on November 8th, we're going to do a really, really special uh, type of podcast. And I'm really looking forward to showing it to you all. Make sure you subscribe and 
like and oh, do all that good stuff so you could uh, follow me into my one-year anniversary. All right, so if anybody wants to get a hold of me, you're more than welcome to on Twitter at DJ Scoop. That's S K O O B 2021. You could reach me at uepodcast2021 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I am Scoob. If you want to follow me on TikTok, I am DJ Scoob 2021. If you want to see any of the resources that we've talked about today, look at my show notes or you can go to my resources page on my website. And please take a couple minutes to go to my website. Leave me a question about your entrepreneur adventure. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. And you all have a great day, okay? <laughs> Hello there. DJ Scoob here. And I just want to personally say thank you for listening to my program. I really hope you learned something. Tune in in two weeks to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. Espanol. Espanol. That's Spanish. Okay. English. English. That is English. Si, yo hablo español. Si, yo hablo español. Yes, I speak Spanish. <laughs> yo hablo inglés. Yo hablo inglés. Right. Yo hablo español. Juan, tú hablas inglés. Juan, do you speak English? Ooh, all right. Tú hablas español. Tú habla español. All right. Doing good here. Hola, hablo inglés. No lo siento. All right. Tú hablas inglés. Tú habla inglés. All right. Disculpe, por favor. Disculpe, por favor. Uh, let's see. Let's try. Excuse me, please. Ooh, all right. So, dis discople is excuse me. Huh. All right. All right. Tap the matching pairs. Spanish is espanol. Espanol. Girl is niña. Niña. Uh, bread is pan. Pan. Hello is hola. Hola. And I am is soy. Soy. Yeah. How do you say excuse me? Disculpe. 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 Right there. Disculpe. Yes. Disculpe. Disculpe. All right. Disculpe. Disculpe. Excuse me. You could definitely tell us a new word. All right. We did it. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. -day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now. I've seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.